if I put myself in the shoes of one of these nurses working this kind of 12 hour shift, whether it be a couple of days on, a couple of days off, or a week on, week off, or, you know, day on, day off, I would probably say the biggest challenge is their mindset of wanting to be able to get out of the rat race of working day in and day out mm -hmm. and balancing that with the risk of starting their own business. Hey, nurse friend, welcome to the Passive Income Nurse Podcast. I am so glad you're here. If you are looking for more flexibility, time, freedom, and fulfillment, you are in the right place. Have you ever thought about being an entrepreneur? Have you been searching for other ways that you can make money? Nursing brings you joy, but you're tired of working long shifts, being short-staffed, and feeling stretched so thin. You're thinking something has got to give. You would love to be able to work from home around your family schedule and be your own boss. Are you struggling with where to start and what you can actually do to make this happen? Figuring out how to build the business online, the social media strategy, the tech, all the things are holding you back. Nurse friend, I've been there. Hey, I'm Brian Bell. I too was a career nurse frustrated with the healthcare system and I wanted more flexibility to work around my kids' schedules. I wanted to use my nursing skills in a way to make an impact that felt aligned. But I kept telling myself that I needed another degree or certification in order to make that happen. Pop in your earbuds and get ready to grow outside of the hospital walls and figure out how you can make some money online. This ER nurse is about to triage your nursing career. It's time to give your career a little CPR. Let's revive your nurse heart. Hey friends, welcome back to the Passive Income Nurse. I have a special guest on today, Dan Hannaford, who is a chiropractor who has been an entrepreneur basically since the age of 16. So he's had multiple businesses. He also has a podcast or two podcasts, actually, multi-family investor nation and storage investor nation. And Dan is currently a managing partner with PassiveInvesting.com, where he specialized in apartment and self-storage investing. He is also a, he handles self-directed IRAs and 401ks and family trust. So I'm excited to talk with you today, Dan, and we're going to dive into the topic of entrepreneurship since he's got a lot of experience doing that. And then we're also going to be talking about starting a side business to generate passive income. We're going to go through and Dan's just going to share some of his experience with you guys. And so I think that you guys are going to be able to really connect and relate with him just with his background. Dan, thank you so much for coming on the show. I'm excited to have this chat with you. Glad to be here, Brianne. Thanks for the invite and looking forward to sharing some value with your audience. Yes, I'm super excited. Like I mentioned, we're going to talk about entrepreneurship and starting a side business that is going to allow you to create a passive stream of income, which is why my nurse listeners are here. They are interested in generating a passive stream of income. Let's, if you would, just share a little bit about yourself and maybe if you could share with us, what was the first business you started? You said that you started at the age of 16, so I'm very curious to hear what your first business was that you started with. Yeah, I would probably say it even goes back farther than that. You think about this is mowing people's lawns, mm -hmm. selling candy door to door. 
So I remember a lot of those types of quasi businesses, if you will, growing up. But I would say the, that when I was 16 years old, I started a kind of a supplement company, actually, along with a partner of mine that uh, we were good friends with. And I actually met him at a job that I was going to on day to day. And we just started talking and we both kind of felt like we had this entrepreneurial mindset to us. So kind of as a side hustle, if you will, we started this supplement company. And if you guys remember back in the, what was it? The early 2000s when you could actually sell ephedrine or ephedra or whatever. Yeah. We had some weight loss supplement that we would sell that now come to find out was probably not the best thing to be selling, but that's what we did back then in that supplement company. And um, oddly enough, that company ended up not doing well because the partner that I was in business with wasn't a good partner. And so I have some experience working with partners that, you know, that, that, just, that just didn't really work out too well. And there's some strategies around finding the right partner that can allow you to be able to find somebody to work with if you wanted to partner with somebody. Doesn't necessarily mean you have to, it just depends on the business that you're in. But right now in the real estate business that we have at PassiveInvesting.com, we have three managing partners and we all three work really well together. But there's, there's reasons why we work well together. But beyond that, going back to kind of the first business, that was really the first business brand is really when I was 16 years old, starting that, that supplement company and supplement business and it not doing well and then kind of moving into the next business that I wanted as well. Yeah, that's um, that's interesting because I think from a young age, you don't really necessarily, I think as a teenager, you don't necessarily think of yourself as being an entrepreneur. It's just something that it's like, oh, hey, that would be cool if we could make some money off of doing that, right? So it's like from a young age, you just kind of have that entrepreneurial spirit, if you will, that just kind of, I think, just drives you to want to be creative and think of think outside the box when it comes to being able to make some money instead of just trading your time like mowing the grass like you're actively making that money versus doing something that is going to work for you essentially and be that passive income what do you feel are some of the biggest challenges with running a business now you mentioned while working for someone else and like being an employee. So this is super relatable for my nurses because they're working still, they're working in the hospital and they're still employees. And so I think it's a hard shift that uh, nurses have to make or anybody really that is used to that employee mindset of trading that time for money. And so what do you think are some of the biggest challenges like while you're still working because that's where my nurse is in trying to create or start a business or run a business on the side what are some of the challenges that you think that they could think? when you when you ask that question i think of so many different challenges depending on the stages of life that these nurses might be in whether they're single living by themselves or maybe they're married and have a few children so every stage of life is going to be just a little bit different because you're going to have the, the challenges if you're married and you have some children to mm -hmm. kind of balance family, right? Because yep. if you want to use your extra free time and nights and weekends to start a side hustle, well, you also have to take <laughs> care of your family. Yeah. And so there, that's one of the biggest challenges I would say, especially for a married couple, is to be able to make sure that they don't neglect their first responsibility, which is their family. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of the best ways to do that is to involve the family yeah. in the business that you want to be able to start and make it a family business so that you guys can still spend that time together. <clears throat> But then you have that flexibility of being able to still spend some of the, the free time that you have in the business. <clears throat> but even outside of that, excuse me here, even outside of that, what I would say is if I put myself in the shoes of one of these nurses working this kind of 
12 hour shift, whether it be a couple of days on, a couple of days off, or a week on, week off, or, you know, day on, day off. I would probably say the biggest challenge is their mindset of wanting to be able to get out of the rat race of working day in and day out mm-hmm. and balancing that with the risk of starting their own business. And so a lot of times we think that we have to completely do away with one thing before we start another thing. So we have to completely stop doing nursing to be able to just go over here and start this other business. And that's a very big risk. It's not as much of a risk for somebody who's not married, right? If they're single, but they're married and they have family, they have kids and a husband or whatever. They have these responsibilities that they can't just neglect. And so I would say that the biggest challenge is making sure that you balance the risk of stopping one thing and doing another. And the way you do that is, is you kind of mitigate that risk by continuing to do the nine to five, if you will. I know nursing isn't nine to five, but you get the point. They're doing that day-to-day responsibility of the job and still spending some extra time starting a side business or a side hustle. And I would say the biggest challenge for a nurse is the unknowns of business. And I think for a lot of people, and I even remember myself in the very beginning going, what should I do? Should I start an S-Corp? Should I do an LLC? Should I do this? Should I do that? What, like, how should I start this thing, right? Or should I just use a, do a DBA? And what about insurance? And what about that? Do I need to open up a checking account or a savings account? Or I need to put, what are all the, do I need a physical location? Or should I just run it out of the house? And so there's a lot of those questions that are really important to be able to make the decision on things and get certain counsel. And that's why you should have some form of, even if it's a small side hustle, you need to have some sort of a mentor or a coach kind of walk you through some of those things and help you out because it will help to reduce the learning curve. It'll also help to give you some more confidence in being able to move forward with the decisions that you have to make. Because again, going back to the challenges that nurses have, all of these are questions that you might not know the answers to. And because you don't know the answers to those things, you just are stuck in this paralysis analysis, if you will, of just not doing anything. And that's really a bad place to be because you feel like you want to get out of this kind of daily job and you want to start this other side hustle, but you just don't have the, the, the knowledge and the expertise to be able to do it. So you just stop and you don't do anything. And that's, that's really a bad place to be. And one of the things that I've, I always teach is that version one is always better than version none. Right. So you, <laughs> Not like that. <laughs> and you have to realize, you know, Brand would admit as well, you, you're going to make mistakes in business. Like it's not a perfect thing. You're going to make mistakes. But you know what? Mistakes allow you to be able to perfect what you are doing. And they allow you to be able to help other people and hopefully reduce the learning curve for them to reduce those mistakes. Mm -hmm. And so don't be worried about, oh, what if I make a mistake? You're going to make a mistake, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, mistakes are going to happen. And even myself being in business for as long as I have, I still make mistakes, right? Mm -hmm. But it's how you respond to those mistakes, which is what makes or breaks a good leader in a business. So I know I've talked a little bit, Brand. I'll turn it back over to you and see what kind of follow-up you have. Yeah, no, you made some very great points there. First, I want to touch on when you're trying to, one of the biggest challenges, like when you're trying to start a side hustle, grow this business, create this passive stream of income is to get your family involved. Because I think, and I've been guilty of this, like really just like having these big goals and really wanting this thing to happen and investing all of this time. But then it's, I've neglected my family. And so you have to really communicate that piece and really get them involved and say, okay, this is why 
I want to do this. And so I think when you can get your family involved in the why behind it, it gives them the opportunity to support you better. And because it's going to be hard, it's going to be challenging, it's going to take extra work. But when you can have that support around you and they can really understand why you're actually doing this instead of them just seeing like your spouse just seeing you, like, I don't get to hang out with you in the evening. Your kids are like, mommy, can we go outside and throw the football? And it's like, no, I have to. Do. So like, if you let them in on what you're doing and why you're doing it, I think that was a great point that you made there. And then also I wanted to touch on when you think about doing something that you've never done before. It's going to be hard. It's going to be scary. It's not something that you, that you know. And so when we think about starting a business or doing something different than you went to school to be a chiropractor, we went to school to be a nurse. And so when it comes to doing something different, it's going to be uncomfortable because we've never done it before. And so the same thing when we were in school and we were learning all of these things, these medical terms, this, you know, how to do X, Y, and Z protocols, all of the things. We were scared the first time we did them. We were scared the first time we administered a medication. We were scared. And so it's no different when it comes to business and trying new things. It's like you are going to have some fear around that. And so you have to first realize that, know that it's there, you acknowledge it, and you move past that. You don't get stuck in that analysis paralysis. You say, okay, I know this is going to be scary, but I'm going to do it anyway. And so <clears throat> I love what you mentioned, like version one is better than version none, because it is true. Like we are continuing to grow, continuing to evolve, continuing to make mistakes, continuing to refine. We're continuing to get better. And so you have to actually start in order to get better. So if you're not starting and you're staying stuck in that place, you're going to continue to be miserable. So you can either make the choice to get a little bit uncomfortable and do something that you've never done before, <clears throat> push through the hard, know that it's going to be uncomfortable. You're going to know that you're going to make mistakes, but along the way you learn, you grow, you evolve, and then you make those mistakes and you get better. <laughs> So I love all of that that you mentioned. And I do want to ask you, <clears throat> I think this is a great place to kind of transition. I want to ask you, like, how did you go from being a chiropractor to being an investor? What did that journey look like from, okay, here I am in the medical field. That's where we are. It's nurses working, it's not in healthcare. And then you're over here and you know, you've created the business and you're investing in all the things. So share that with us. Yeah. So in the very beginning, actually where I met my wife is actually through her uncle and he was a chiropractor. He is still a chiropractor. Not was, he's a chiropractor. Mm -hmm. And I actually, at the time was designing websites, doing mm -hmm. web design, web hosting, doing some network installs, things like that. And ended up wanting to rent space from a chiropractor and ended up renting space from a chiropractor and really fell in love with chiropractic. And because I was designing the guy's website to you know, trade out services for a room in his office, I would design his website and then ended up, I actually ended up closing that business down and going back to school to have a, an undergrad, yes, in biology from the University of South Carolina. And while I was working at the university, while I was at the, while I was studying at the University of South Carolina, I was actually working in a chiropractor's office, which is my wife's uncle. And that's how I went, met my wife. Mm-hmm. And went, learned a lot of the business side of the practice from him mm -hmm. and learned a lot about the 
the trafficking of patients and the billing and the coding and the scheduling and all that kind of stuff. And all I was missing was the clinical side. So I got my BS in biology out of the way and then went to Life University to get my doctorate in chiropractic. And when I first got out, I got out of school, which was in November of 2010, I knew I wanted to go into business right away for myself because I already knew all the business side of things. I Now I had the clinical side of things. So in, uh, I think it was March or April of 2011 is when I hung the shingle for the first time and started seeing patients coming in for treatment. And I quickly learned after about, I'd probably, I say quickly, it took me two or three years, but I, I, for two or three years, I was working and just enjoying having my own business and being able to spend time with patients and see the results and all this kind of stuff. And what I realized is that I could not go on vacation without continuing to pay for my staff and my overhead. And cause I was the, I was, I called a dancing bear business, right? And a dancing bear business is not a very good business to be in because once the bear stops dancing, you stop making money in the business. That's kind of what a dancing bear business is. And so for me, that's exactly what I was in. I was in a business where I really could not go on vacation because we just couldn't afford to like spend thousands and thousands of dollars on top of the vacation, which was thousands of dollars to go on vacation. So I quickly realized that I wanted to be able to hire on some associate chiropractors to work for me. And that's what we did is we hired on some associate chiropractors. And then a few years later, we ended up integrating in, in, in with medicine. So we hired on some medical doctors, nurse practitioners, which you don't normally see in chiropractic, but we were kind of you know changing things, changing the mold a little bit, if you will. And then we ended up falling in love really with the integrated medicine component. And really the component of medicine that we liked the most is non-surgical orthopedics and sports medicine. Mm -hmm. The nice thing about it for me was, is I can't do the procedures. So I could just be the CEO and then hire the people to do the work. And so we actually ended up cutting out the chiropractic services to be able to focus on the higher profit, but also the higher, not the higher, but the, the better results for patients that couldn't get it elsewhere. I'm trying to help them avoid surgery and pain medications and drugs the rest of their life. And now we were able to build out a referral network with outside chiropractors because chiropractors will not refer to other chiropractors. And unlike medicine, it's because chiropractors feel like you're, they're, they're going to, the other chiropractors are going to steal their patient. Yeah. So they want to kind of keep them protective. It's really kind of an odd situation in chiropractic, but that's how it is. So in order for me to get referrals, I had to like cut out that component of chiropractic in my clinics. And so we don't do any chiropractic in our clinics now. We have four locations. We still have them today. My wife and I own them 100% and they're 100% debt free. Mm -hmm. And so what that created for us is a tax problem because we were paying a lot of money in taxes to the government and we were trying to figure out a way to, to be able to reduce our taxable liability, which of course, when everybody, when anybody has a business and they start making money and they realize how much <laughs> money they're paying to the government, they're like, how can I reduce <laughs> So that's what we did. We started going on this little hunt of trying to figure out how to do that. And real estate really was that ticket. So about four or five years ago, I stepped out from being the president and the CEO of our clinics. And I'm still the president. My wife and I still have a regular kind of monthly corporate meeting with our team to make sure things are being done the way they need to be done. We're actually in the process of expanding into an additional two or three locations right now as well. But the nice thing is, is I don't do anything in those clinics other than those meetings because I have a good team of about 40 employees that are full-time that run that, nurse practitioner. We have medical doctors, nurse practitioners, medical assistants, admin staff, the whole whole nine, if you will. And eventually we will exit those. But that really was what caused me to start this other business is because of out of necessity, I, I was trying to figure out how I can keep more than money I make. And then I found that there's a lot of people that are in that position, but they don't have the luxury and the flexibility of being able to just 
step out of their business and start some other company, right? And, but they still want to be able to invest in real estate. And so to be able to have an option for people who don't necessarily want to stop what they're doing, or maybe they don't really have huge interest in wanting to do real estate, but they don't want to miss out on the benefits of, of real estate. They can still invest with us and alongside us inside of our, our real estate assets that we acquire and be able to give them the benefit of depreciation to offset some of their taxes and those types of things as well. So kind of was a, was a win-win for me, but also for other people that I knew that could really benefit from the real estate that we were doing, which is kind of the main reason why we spun off. So it was kind of, I already had a business, but then it was a kind of a side business in the beginning from the main business. And then it kind of morphed into being more of a full-time gig. And I'd probably say 99% of my time right now is with PassiveInvesting.com. Yeah, Sarah, I love that you shared how as you went into, and I think a lot of people in the medical field, when it comes to having that business, I think you had a huge benefit to knowing the business side of it because as medically trained professionals, we go to school, we learn the clinical stuff, but we don't necessarily know the business side. So I think that was a huge advantage that you had was actually knowing the business side. And I think it actually ultimately helped you transform into where you are today. You're not currently practicing as a chiropractor and you have the more business out of it. And so you're you still own those companies and you still have your hands in them, but it's not active, so to speak. So you've yep. got more of a passive income that's coming in from there and you're still able to have your practice and have other people work for you. And so I love that, that you shared that, that business model that you kind of just morphed into. And then from the problem that you had with having some income, then you had to say, okay, how can I keep more of my money? So let's go the investing route and in real estate. So it just kind of transitioned nicely into that place with passive investing. So thank you for sharing that. Hey, real quick before you go, make sure wherever you're listening that you are subscribed to the show. If you are listening over on Apple iTunes, all you have to do is tap in the top right-hand corner on the plus sign. This is going to allow you to follow the show and get notified every single time an episode airs. And if you have been listening to the show and you know some other friends or coworkers that may enjoy it, please share it with them. Spread the love. I would be so grateful. Did you know that we have a Facebook community, The Passive Income Nurse? has a community over on Facebook. So make sure you scroll down in the show notes, click the link and join us over there. Or if Instagram is your thing and that's where you like to hang out, we can hang out over there too. You can find me at The Passive Income Nurse. Say hello, shoot me a DM. I would love to be able to connect with you over there as well. I'm so grateful for you guys. Be proud of yourself for showing up, for investing in yourself, for taking action and pursuing the thing that God has placed on your heart.